Shir Tanya for the 22nd of Adar Aleph, Chav Beis Adar, is the entire Pedic Lamed Aleph, which is a long Pedic. So we'll go through the Pedic briefly, and tomorrow, since it's a shorter Shir, we'll point out all the Diyukim of this Pedic. Even if he dwells at length, even though, if he dwells at length on the subjects mentioned before, Pedic Chavtes and Lamed. In Pedic Chavtes, the Alter Rebbe says how to make a Cheshm that shows that he is very far from God because of the nature of his animal soul, which is basically Klippas Neiga. In Pedic Lamed, the Alter Rebbe says he should make the Cheshm how he is lower, worse than the lowest of the low, in that he transgresses in minor sins he transgresses and does not avoid them completely, which is the Shalish Klippis Hatmeis Legamri, which is totally dark Klippa. So if he makes these two uh, accounts of himself, if he dwells on these two subjects, in Yon Nim, an hour or two, to be lowly of spirit and brokenhearted, then the result will be that Yovele de Atzvus he will come to a great sadness, yet, he should not be disturbed by that and not worry about it. And although sadness is to be avoided because it comes from Klippa and not from Kedusha, Klippas Neiga, if it's a sadness that comes from a, from a heavenly concern, because concerning holiness it says, that strength and joy are in his place, in the Ebeshta's place. It also says that the Shekhinah does not rest in a place where there is no joy. In order to study Tzayda, to come to the proper Halacha, you have to study with joy. Only if the sadness comes from holy, from holy concerns, heavenly concerns, then it is the good part of the klipa. But still, klipa, the loch in Kosovo Arizal, and that's why the Arizal writes, even concern, worry over sins, is not appropriate other than during the time of vidui, during the time of the confession part of the davening. But not during the, the rest of the davening or during the learning, studying of Torah. They have to be performed out of joy, because joy is holiness. Whereas sadness, even sadness over sins, comes from Klippa, only it is the good part of the Klippa Snaiga. So, although generally sadness is to be avoided, as the Rebbe established in Perek Chavvav, yet he should proceed with this method of humbling himself by making these these uh, critical accounts of himself even though it will bring to a sadness because this is the method to overcome the klipa to get rid of the of the timtum halev what is the method? The method is to use against Klippa 
itself and that which is similar to it. As the sages say, that from the forest itself comes the handle that chops down the forest. It also says, expression in Gemariah, he encountered one of his own kind. He was, he was killed by one of his own kind. There's a story about a snake that came into the base of Medrash and somebody pounced on the snake and killed it. So the, so the teacher said that the one who killed the snake was very much like the snake. And concerning this, this kind of sadness, it says that every sadness will bring a benefit. <coughs> And what is the benefit? The benefit is the joy that follows after the sadness, as will be explained later. So this is called a true sadness, a sadness that leads to a true and positive conclusion, and that is the joy. So the sadness is a temporary one, and it is not the sadness that leads to further indulgence, to self-pity and so on, as the Rebbe said earlier in Perek Chavav. But here, this, this sadness, which is a, a, a premeditated one, purposeful one. This one will lead to joy. But the truth is that the broken heartedness and the bitterness over the over being far over the fact that he is far from God. And over the fact that he is sunk in in in, in Klippa these feelings of brokenheartedness and bitterness are not nikroyim b'shem atzvus klal b'loshen hakedesh. In the Torah, in the holy tongue, <clears throat> this brokenheartedness and bitterness isn't called sadness at all. So it's not a true sadness. The true sadness is only the first stage, a momentary stage of, of sadness. But in, but. If he's doing it truthfully, if he's doing it properly, then after that moment of sadness comes a bitterness. And bitterness is not sadness at all. It's a different thing. Because sadness means and describes a condition in which the heart is not responsive, it's dull, like a stone, and there's no energy and life in the heart. But the bitterness and the brokenheartedness that results from this critical self-evaluation, it's not lifeless. He doesn't want to sleep. There is energy and life in his heart to react and to be embittered. In fact, he can't sleep. So it's the exact opposite of sadness. So sadness, which is lifeless, comes from Klippa. And at times it is necessary to use that klipa against klipa itself. But what's more is that the bitterness and the brokenheartedness isn't klipa at all. It's holiness. It's alive. Only it is an energy that comes from the severity of holiness. In holiness there are all the attributes, chesed, gvura, and so on. This comes from the gvura of kedusha. And simcha, which we prefer. You have to serve God with joy and not with bitterness. Even though bitterness is also from holiness, from Kedusha. But the simcha comes in Pchinas Chasadim. 
It comes from the attribute of chesed. And chesed is preferred to, to, to gvur. Ki halev kolo the heart contains both of them, kindness and severity, and, and Torah prefers kindness, simcha. But But there are times when you need to arouse and activate the severity of holiness, a severe holiness. In order to sweeten the gvura, the severity of klipa. Klipa is gvura. In its origin, it is gvura of holiness. As the Gemara says, the Satan has its, its motivation as L'Shem Shemayim. And it's only when it comes down into this world, in Elam Hazah, that it becomes actual evil. But in its source, it is Gvura of Kedusha. So when the Yetzirah, or the animal soul, are, are dominating the person, they're being severe, then the only way to sweeten that, not only to remove it, but to sweeten it, is through the Gvura of Kedusha. Because when you reveal the source to the spark, then the spark becomes humbled. So by revealing the severity of Kedusha, which is the source of Klippa, the Klippa becomes humbled. <clears throat> because severity can only be sweetened by its source. And that's why the sages say that a person should have his godly soul be angry at his animal soul angry meaning using the severity of holiness. And what does it mean always? It means at any time, not at all times, because at all times one should serve God with joy and not with severity. So, means that it is always available as a means by which to overcome the, the klipa, and that is at any time that a person sees that he needs to overcome the klipa, such as Tintum Halev. The appropriate time for this anger, for the severity of the godly soul, and the time when it is most opportune for most people, is he It's when he finds himself sad, in any case, over worldly things. Or not even over worldly things, but without any cause whatsoever. <clears throat> when he's sad anyway, <clears throat> that's the appropriate time to use the severity of Kedusha. Because if he is, if he's joyful, if he's serving God with joy, then it, then it doesn't pay. And it's not worth exchanging the joy for severity, because joy is preferred. But when he's not happy anyway, that's the appropriate time. It is also a conducive time, an opportune time, because when he is saddened over worldly con- concerns, then he is more responsive, he is humbled, and he's more responsive to the critical evaluation, to taking to heart the critical evaluation. And therefore, it will be more successful. That is the appropriate time to change the sadness into a bitterness. By being an accountant of his soul, as mentioned earlier, taking that, that critical account of his soul. <clears throat> and to fulfill the statement of the, of the sages, 
to, to be angry at his animal soul. This is the appropriate time to change the sadness and, and in that way get rid of the sadness because you change it into bitterness. And in this way he will rid himself of the sadness that comes from worldly concerns. And then he will come to a true joy. After the sadness, which turns into bitterness, he will come to a true joy. In fact, this is the test as to whether the sadness was a true one or not, whether it was an unholy sadness or a holy sadness. <clears throat> the test is whether it, whether it is followed by joy. If it ends up in, in with, with simcha, then it shows that the bad feeling was a holy one, a kosher one. It was a bitterness that comes from holiness. Whereas if it doesn't result in joy, then it was just a sadness from klipa that leads to more klipa. But what is the method? How does he transform the bitterness into joy? This is what he takes to heart. In order to console himself doubly, two consolations that Altadeb is going to tell us. After the harsh and critical evaluation mentioned before, he tells himself as follows. He says to himself, All of the above is true without any doubt. I am very far from God. I am despicable, etc. But all of that is true only of me alone, of the body and the animal soul. But in addition to the body and the animal soul, yes, I have within me a part of God, which exists even in the lowest of the low, which is the godly soul, with the spark of God that gives it life. Why then am I not a better person? Why is my animal soul despicable? Only it is in me in exile. In other words, I'm not a proper vessel, keli, for the neshama. I don't offer it proper hospitality, so it's an exile within me. And this being the case, then instead of being saddened and concerned over my own despicable condition, the further I am from God, in other words, the, the more I realize how far I am from God, and the more I feel and sense how despicable and contemptible that make the exile of my godly soul all the greater. So the pity over the neshama is, is very great. So instead of reacting to my animal soul's unholiness, I react with compassion and pity for my godly soul. And so I will make it my entire aim and goal, desire. I will devote myself to taking the neshama out of this exile. To return the neshama to her father's home as in her youth. 
In other words, to, to bring the neshama back to God as she was, as before the neshama came into the body. At that time, before it came into the body, the neshama was completely absorbed in godliness and united with him. So now, too, the neshama will be absorbed and united with God. When I will put all my efforts into Tehran Mitzvahs, I will clothe in the Mitzvahs all ten attributes of the neshama. As we learned earlier, particularly in davening, that the neshama will cry out in its pain from the egg, from its imprisonment in my body. That God should take her out of this prison, and to cleave to Him. And this manner, this way of serving God, this is called tshuva o'maisim What are the good deeds other than mitzvahs? So that shehem maisim tevim she'ese k'day lahoshiv chelik Hashem l'mekeda v'sharsha d'chol almin. It is in fact mitzvahs, but these good deeds are called maisim tevim that come from tshuva, tshuva maisim tevim, because he's doing these good deeds, these mitzvahs, with the intention and for the purpose of returning the neshama to its source, to its original condition, and and that's tshuva, toshuv hey, returning the neshama. And therefore, instead of being saddened and embittered, this will be the way he serves God all his life with a great joy. What is the joy? It is the joy of the neshama when it is freed from the body while the body is, is still despicable. And the neshama goes back to her father's home is reunited with her father during the davening, during the learning. And as the sages say, that a person should spend his entire life in tshuva. Not that he shouldn't do other mitzvahs, but that he should do all mitzvahs in the, in, under the umbrella of tshuva. And there is no greater joy than this. There is no greater joy than ketseis mehagolus v'hashivya. The joy that comes from being released from imprisonment and from captivity. Kemoshul ben Melech, as an example, a prince, Shehoyelish Beshivya, the Tehan of Beisasurim, a prince taken into captivity and pining or, or uh, slaving in the, in the, in the prison, Omenuval Ba'ashpa, and he is filthied by the dirt, the Yatza Lachavshia Beisaviv HaMelech, and then he is set free. Not only set free, but he can go home to his father's house. And it's not just any father, his father happens to be a king. So the extreme uh, difference from where he was to where he's going creates the greatest joy. And although the body, the animal soul, is still abominable, as the Zehar describes the body as the skin of the snake, affected by the snake of Gan Eden, by the eating of the tree of knowledge, because the animal soul hasn't been transformed, even though he's doing mitzvahs with joy, but it is the joy of the godly soul. The animal soul has not been transformed and has not become part of holiness. <laughs> 
still it doesn't distract him from his joy, it doesn't detract from the joy, because his soul is precious enough in his own in his own eyes. That he should want to rejoice in her joy, in the in the joy of the Nishama. He's more precious to him than his body. So he will not permit the sadness of the body state of the animal soul's condition to distract or disturb the joy of the neshama. Now this form of serving God, that you serve God with joy because the neshama's joy is precious to you even while the animal soul is still in a very unholy condition. This is called Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Shenem because concerning Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it says, that the people ran away. Pare was told that the people had run away. What does mean he ran away? Pare let him go. But Pare thought they were going for three days, as they originally said. And then after the third day, when they didn't come back, Pare realized that they had escaped, that they had run away. The Lafayda, Hutmuah, at first glance, this is strange, it needs explanation. Loma Isa why did they have to do it this way? If they had told him up front that they are leaving forever, would he not have been forced to let them go? So there must be another reason, another meaning to their escaping to the running away. They weren't running away from Pazay, they were running away from their own Yetzirah, because their own Yetzirah was still unholy because the unholiness of, of Egypt, of Mitzrayim, was not removed from them until the giving of the title. They were leaving Mitzrayim, not because they were finished with it, or had outgrown it, but rather they wanted to give their neshama a chance to, to experience the freedom. As we find until him, God is my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction. So we see that there are times when we go to God as a refuge. So this is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, going for godliness even while the animal soul is not yet refined. When Mashiach comes, it says that we will not go in haste, because then all unholiness will have been removed from the world, and there will be nothing to be running away from. So that's the first consolation. The consolation is that although I am despicable and lowly and far from God, but that's true only of the animal soul. That this tshuva should be deeper and, and, and greater, from a deeper place in the heart, and then also the joy will be greater. When he will take to heart with wisdom, with understanding, to console himself from his sadness, to say as before, etc., that all of the above is true, all the critical stuff. But I did not make myself. So why did God do this? 
to bring down a part of himself, he who fills the world and surrounds the world, and everything is as nothing before him, and yet he puts a part of himself. He sends it down into the body. It must be for the purpose of a greater essence. To raise up to God all the animal soul, the natural soul that comes from Klipas Mega. And all of its garments, the thought, speech, and deed of the animal soul, by clothing the animal soul in the act, speech, and thought of Torah. As we will explain later at length, the, the notion of this ascent, how it is the whole purpose for creation. So this will be my purpose. This will be my striving, my aim throughout my whole life. With all my strength, to fulfill the, the, the statement, to you God, I raise up my soul. My soul, the animal soul. To attach my thoughts and my speech to God's thought and speech, which is through the study of halacha, and also my actions will be connected to the Torah actions. And that's why Torah is called the restorer of the soul. Not that it restores the soul to the body, refreshes the soul, but it, it, it restores the soul to its source and, and root. And this is the meaning of the statement, God's commandments are just, they gladden the heart. In, in the Hayyim Yem, for the 22nd of Odor, the Rebbe writes that, My father writes in one of his Maimorim, which was said by uh, by the man that that today on Shabbos you won't find any man which means that you don't have to eat that means that you don't need bread you don't have to wash but you do have to eat something and as Abiyasi said in the Gemara, may my part, may my lot be with those who eat three meals. This is a Torah that the Al-Tarebbe said when he first came to Lojnah. A person should always be careful and scrupulous with the davening mincha. That's what the Gemara says. Now, Yisrein Tzilas HaMincha Al HaTzilas B'Shachres V'Arvis the advantage, the greatness of Mincha over Shachris and Arvis and Maidiv, who bozeh shehi be'emtza hayim. The greatness of Mincha is that it comes in the middle of the day. Bishor shebnei adam asukim utrudim be'inyoneim. When people are involved and, and immersed in their affairs, u'mafsikim l'tzilas ha'mincha. And they break, they take time out, they take a break from their affairs in order to daven Mincha. V'zehu lo'olam. And this is what it means. Lo'olam the Aveda in the world is that he should be a mensch. 
Adam means seichel, but seichel that affect the emotions. Zohir, which literally means careful, but the Alter Rebbe touched it to mean yoir. It should it should shine. Hainu his gabris atzur al hachemer, which means giving dominance to the form over the matter, over the over the material. And this is visible, it is evident in the davening of Mincha. When the person takes a break from his affairs, his seichel affects his midas and he shines. It is visible that to him the principle is greater than the matter, that the, the form is greater, the ruchnius is greater than the gashmis. And as we will explain later, further on in Tanya, inyan halo zu the, the importance of this elevation, how it is the whole purpose for creation. And therefore, this I will do, and this will be my aim throughout my life, with all the strength that I have. As it says, to you, God, I raise up my soul. What does it mean to raise up the soul?